Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. You are listening to the Ultra Perform Show. I'm just getting us set up here on Facebook Live. You can watch us live. Alan Adam Tagledean. Uh, Facebook of Adam Tagledean. You can also go to ultraperformshow.com and you'll see us there. And you can also see us on Instagram under my name, Adam Tagledean, and YouTube under Ultraperform Inc. Live on Instagram, Facebook, and Instagram. And thank you for listening. You are watching and listening to the Ultra Perform Show, the show of a performing your guest. I have a very special guest here, uh, Marilyn. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I will get tongue tied about the name, but your name could be John also. Joan. Joan. <laughs> you got it. Nailed it first uh, time. She is helping girls around the world. A very good cause. She was sharing with me before and. She was, she was going to be a guest before, so I've had a lot of time to review her stuff, um, but we were just chatting about it a bit. But first of all, what did you used to do before you found this project, or you created this project? Yeah. Right? your project. It is my project. So what did you do before that? Before I moved to Kenya, uh, I was really helping a lot of adventurous entrepreneurs launch their business from their brilliant ideas that they had um, using the technique called scientific hand analysis and helping them embrace their sacred money archetypes so that they could really um, kind of flourish and expand what their life purpose is through their life lessons and their life path. Great. Great. So you found this project. Uh, What led you to this project? You know, I I had been invited a couple of times to go on some humanitarian trips, and I didn't make it happen. They were a couple trips to India, and... So I, I just honestly got irritated and said, whatever the next trip is, I'm going. Oh, really? It happened yeah, to be Kenya. Yeah, yeah, it happened to be Kenya. Um, and it kind of unlocked some DNA that maybe had been a little stagnant in my life. And That sounds like a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that means, right? Uh, and it felt very familiar. Um, for those of you that may be familiar with um, the Native American culture, the Navajo Nation, uh, tribes in the Four Corners um, feel very similar to some of the tribes that I work with in Kenya. Mm. And so the, the visits got more frequent and longer. And in 2014, I said, I think I'm going to move next year to Kenya, and I did. So you mentioned something. Why do you think we have not talked about this? That's okay. We Why do you think with tribes, similarity in Kenya, similarity yeah. here, you're saying basically the Four Corners states? That's what yeah. You're why is there a similarity when they're so far apart? And why is there such a difference between uh, whatever our culture is? What do you call our culture? Our, the native, like our, European culture. Yeah, European, European culture. culture. Yeah. Why is there such a separation? And why are there such... Well, I'm asking too many questions now. Because we're talking about how much, 
healthier way yeah. Kenyans are. Yeah. And we're supposed to be the advanced uh, society. Absolutely. So how? First of all, okay, remember all. I remember. I remember. So, so why are the tribes similar? Well, and that's what, you know that's what's got my Jessica Rabbit voice on for your guest today. Oh, good. I'm, I'm experiencing the Utah air and the cold. Oh, that's true. So there <laughs> is the inversion. We were talking about the inversion. Oh, I feel the inversion. Like yeah. I traveled like Boise or, or Vegas, even LA. Right. And I'm like, I clear up all these like I have all these sinus uh-huh. things. I clear up. Well, I was telling Adam, it's because in Kenya, people wash their hands constantly. They wouldn't have a cup of tea. You know, like I, I wouldn't go to get uh, fast food or something here. In America, you don't wash. You don't generally think about washing your hands when you're eating in the car, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenyans don't oh, do. Oh, like a drive-thru. Yeah, like a drive-thru. Kenyans yeah. don't have that for starters. There's no drive-thru. Um, but they wash their hands uh, continuously. Um, so the Navajo Nation, especially of Indians, their hogans look almost identical to the Maasai, which is a, a tribe in Kenya, um, one of the most remote tribes left on the planet who still practice their, their cultural activities and traditions daily. Um, they look identical. A hogan is kind of mud and sticks and round. Same with a manata often, um, except it's made with elephant dung often, mm-hmm. elephant and cow dung as well. Look similar. Their beadwork is very similar. So, you know, there's some thought processes out there that maybe we all come from the motherland of Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating how their traditions, a lot of their, their way of life is very, very similar. Mm-hmm. But, um, and how they have, by governments, been separated as well by their, you know, home governments and, and sometimes exploited as well. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going to exploit too. Exploitation really happens in every society. We're just sure. more prevalent. We can see it more sometimes. Here, we're exploited. We just don't, people just don't see it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about the dollar, <laughs> all about the commerce. And I'm a businessman too, um, but it's all about keeping that monster and buying the new stuff. And mm-hmm. here's a new ad. You want a new car, right? Well, your old car works fine, but you want a new car. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's not the other story. <laughs> um, so uh, why do you think there's such a difference between, like, if they're healthy that way and <clears throat> people are getting sick all the time here? Well, my observations now that I've been there for five, like, traveled there for five years, lived there for three, um, is that Kenyans live a, a simpler life. Mm. For one, there's, you know, a different pace. If any of you have ever been to Hawaii and experienced Hawaii time, Africa time is a little slower than Hawaii time. Mm. There's no hurry in Africa, as they say, partially because, you know, the majority of the population doesn't have a vehicle. So they're walking, taking public transportation, uh, which oftentimes is on the back of a motorcycle, um, something like that. Uh, so, yes. Have you seen it? Have well, you, I, yeah. I was telling you about Egypt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people riding bicycles with a big tray with all these uh-huh. bread. And I've taken pictures of it, and you're like, how is that possible? Eggs, Jack, 40. Yeah, well, just like, they're like, with <clears throat> yeah. pallets on their head. They're like, do-do-do. I'm like, what are you doing? How is that possible? Absolutely. That's such a hazard. That's so normal. Um, they don't have GMO food in Kenya. That's illegal. Mm. Guns are illegal as well. Illegal? Illegal, yeah. So, gun violence is usually only... Are you making this a gun show? Maybe? No, we're not making it. Well... There's no guns in Kenya, unless you're military or police. 
Um, food is locally grown, generally organic, free range, happy cows, you know, thing to animals from the moss side. And I, I think that's part of it. They also have a deep sense of faith. They're very faithful people and believe in a lot of silver linings. They are always looking for the best. Um, and the tribal mentality, the tribal culture of it takes a village, you know, things like when someone has a baby, it's not your baby, it's our baby. It's like they take responsibility. Mm, that's great. For, That'd be great. Yeah. My parents would be in their parents. Yeah, <laughs> someone who can take care of them also. Yeah, or punish them if need be. Oh, good. Yeah. You know. Put my dad in Mormon time now. Yeah. Put my mom in time yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't drink apple juice. You've got to test your sugar because she's, she's diabetic. I'm like, you can't do this. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's different. There's a slower pace. I think I always tell our guests that come, you know, when they ask, why does it seem like time stands still in, in Kenya? And I say, more often than not, because you're with um, people who are fully present, um, heart wide open, and you're usually in zero resistance because you're experiencing something new and um, a little bit more adventurous. You mean by zero resistance? Well, sometimes, you know. We don't have um, the developed road systems and paved roads, and mm-hmm. and you know you might be walking into town with goats or cows or donkeys next to you walking as well. So it can be a little bit adventurous, and sometimes you just have to surrender to the adventure mm-hmm. and have you know. This is how it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it is. Like you're not like look, you're gonna have bumpy roads sometimes, and that's just how it's gonna be. It's best to not resist. Do they honk a lot in the <clears throat> They don't, not as much. That's a little bit rude. So mm-hmm. in other countries, oh, like they have a, a definite honking system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you notice that. Yeah, yeah. they have hand signals, I would say, that they like wave you out or tell you to come or stop or go to, you know, they help you navigate the tight, sometimes traffic in the bigger areas. I live more rural, so. I'm not a fan of traffic, so I live rural. That's cool. Yeah. So they have order there. It looks, uh, most Westerners would call it chaotic order. Yes. Chaotic order? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's chaotic in Egypt, like in comparing it yeah. to uh, in Africa, too. It is in right, Africa. Right in the edge. Africa is a continent, folks. Everyone always says Africa as oh, a country. Wonder. How many countries are there? <laughs> I should know that, but I don't. We should, we should both know. We should know that. We don't know. <laughs> So, um, tell us about your project. Because uh, we we're talking about how you help girls around the world. Yeah. So, one of the things, so before the before, before I was a, um, an entrepreneurial business coach mm-hmm. and consultant, for many, many years I've been involved with birth work um, as a doula, which is a childbirth, oh, that's cool. a, a childbirth assistant. I've been on the board of directors for um, the third largest midwifery college in the world. And I've been very passionate about helping women and children. And so I discovered that oftentimes in developing countries, um, girls are taken advantage of. um, And if they don't have uh, sanitary supplies, um, oftentimes they get behind in school because they don't have supplies to manage um, their monthly cycle. They drop out. Um, then they're susceptible for early marriage, or in many developing countries, uh, FGM or female genital mutilation, or otherwise known as female circumcision, still exists. So something as simple as a sanitary kit can provide a solution. Mm. So, 
Um, so they miss school or they're on their cycle that mm-hmm. happens and then they fall behind. There's no allowance for that. Now, a lot of I mean, they don't allow yeah. it. Like, okay, come back. No, I mean, certainly come back. But um, no, they fall behind in mm-hmm. their schoolwork or miss tests. Interesting. So $10 can make that kind of a difference, that big of a difference. $10, yeah. $10 provides a kit that lasts three to four years, which you can imagine. Wow. Yeah, it's made out of flannel. It's lovely. We, we do a full workshop, so they learn about their own bodies, biology, their cycles, boys, sex, pregnancy, mm-hmm. how to avoid that, how to avoid human trafficking, which is, you know, a global problem these days. And truly, it sounds just like kind of ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes girls will need a simple sanitary napkin, and maybe it's a teacher or a policeman or someone in a leadership position that says, oh, I'd be happy to help you with that in exchange for sexual mm-hmm. favors, you know, different things that happen, and... Just that low of a level. Yep. That's, it, it, it is. It, it just happens. And so um, giving them the resources of a sanitary kit keeps them in school and changes the trajectory of their lives so that they can graduate into secondary school, into university. And when you educate a girl, you educate an entire family. It, it oftentimes ripple effects for generations to come. Interesting. Yeah. So what is Soul Safari in Kenya? Soul Safari is our company that we host um, magic and memory making by coming to Kenya, having adventures, and serving in our Pay Up Forward projects, like mm-hmm. our Days for Girls projects, where we we actually we try and find ways that we can ripple it and touch as many people along the way as possible. So we've actually sponsored um, an enterprise, which is kind of like a shop. Mm-hmm. We've sponsored a couple ladies to be trained and um, on how to make these kits and how to be um, thought leaders in their community to help host these workshops. So we find schools or sometimes church organizations with girls that are coming of age that we can go and provide these workshops and then give them a kit. We oftentimes ask for the community to fundraise a dollar per kit because we found that having some skin in the game makes them take better ownership of their kit. That's so true. And then that rolls it right back I should in. remember that. It's true about a lot. I mean, you can give things away for free, and you have, like, two sides of it. I've noticed, like, you give things away for free, and you get something out of it. I also know there's more ownership when you buy something. Like, I yeah. used to give away my – this is some different situation, but I used to give my bottles of, uh, like, free travel packets, which were samples to people to try it. Which has an effect, but people just, oh, yeah, thanks, let me free. Yeah. And he'd find them on the floor, they never tried it, whatever. But when I charged for it, the chances of them using it went up. Yeah. You know, even though it's like, eh, sometimes I'd give one away for free, but usually I'm like, it's two bucks. Right? You, you have a little bit of skin in the game. Yeah. You know, it's two dollars. You can't afford that. Get out of here. Yeah. Here. Here, anyway. That's a different situation there. But. Well, and... One dollar, which equates to 100 shillings in Kenya, is about what a girl would spend per month for her sanitary needs. And it's the parents that are paying for that, right? So they are very thankful then. I mean, we've had families, I've had moms come up and say, thank you so much, because now we can buy sugar and flour. Mm. 
every month for our family to feed our family more, like a dollar a day, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it pays it forward instantly. And that's three to four years of savings. Mm-hmm. So not just one month. Yeah. That's great. Um, uh, what, so you got the washable sanitary kits is what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. Right? That's one of our projects that we do at Soul Safari. So people from all over the world come and spend usually about two weeks where we have adventures. We, we start off hugging and playing with orphaned elephants. That happens. Oh my gosh, yes. And... They're so fun. Very, very playful. Some of them a little um, naughty. They like to get in a little trouble, but it's, it's super fun. That's usually what we start day one. And then we make our way to, depending, we have some ladies-only trips where <clears throat> ladies come and we play on the Indian Ocean because mm. Kenya is on the east coast of Africa, so we have the Indian Ocean, which is bathwater warm. People, it's beautiful. Um, we spend a week there and then a week in Maasai Land do, doing different projects. Sometimes it's the feeding station where we feed 4,000 more or children on a Sunday, every Sunday. 4,000. 4,000. Well, it grows. Um, really? Sometimes these kiddos walk five, six kilometers barefoot to come get a hot meal, and then we send them home with um, food for about four more people at home. It's one of the projects we support. Um, we have tree planting uh, that we do uh, in Kenya. <clears throat> Unfortunately, just recently, luckily, just recently, uh, the use of charcoal was banned, but until then, for many, many years, people have been harvesting trees to make charcoal mm. in the mass forest area, which then affects the ecology. Um, from so, you, so you notice the ecology change? Oh, yeah. The river, yeah. the Mara River gets lower. Um, erosion, of course, mm. happens. So, <coughs> excuse me, we have tree planting projects um, specifically in the mass forest. Uh, we have a library at the Ten Kids Primary School that we have been um, donating books to, and now we're actually starting the library, the structure, the building of the library itself, which will also serve as a pop-up clinic um, because it's deep in the forest, and the nearest clinics are over the river and through the woods hmm. a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on your. <coughs> Excuse so, me. how do pop-up clinics work? So. Um, Ironically, when I've been here visiting um, the Utah area, one of the projects that I've been kind of my pie in the sky wish is, is starting to come to fruition. So we will have uh, dentists that come to visit, and while they visit, they will be doing free clinics, mm. so um, cleanings, dental care, and then eventually in the next year or two, we'll have a full-on, you know, stay, we'll stay there clinic, stay there clinic where um, people a different dentist from around the country can come and serve and then of course go on safari and enjoy Kenya and all it has to offer. We also have um, many midwives that have come and are interested in the midwifery model uh, clinic and birthing center mm-hmm. eventually. Cool. So yeah and, and sometimes we have people that reach out that help with cataracts or glaucoma so mm-hmm. pop up me whoever wants to come serve in their specialty, then we can have a, a location that would serve for that. What do you uh, find the most needed thing there? I would say the number one thing that Kenyans value the most is education. Mm-hmm. So anytime anyone wants to come and serve and share 
their knowledge of a certain topic or healthcare, anything like that, always is education. Education. Yeah, because Kenyans pay for it. Um, unlike America, where it's included in our taxes, Kenyans pay <coughs> excuse me, um, hundreds of dollars a year per child to get them to have a good education, to give them a brighter future and hope for a different future. Mm. Um, but to give you an example, like a security guard, a night watchman, the average salary of a night watchman for a month is $175 US. So if you have multiple children, which most Kenyans do, paying school fees and uniforms and books and all of that can be a, um, a pretty big stretch for them. So the health we talked about is good. <coughs> Why is the infrastructure sound so poor? Yes. Like that's the European, like in Europe, European uh, model that we have, the infrastructure is pretty good. I mean, we have our problems like trains could be better and roads okay. could be better and health could be better, <laughs> but we have it, right? Um, and we're we're spoiled. Like if I told you, oh my my coffee's not hot enough, you know. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> right? Um, if I'm present to, I'm like shut up, you know, to myself. But why do you, why is infrastructure uh, the way it is in Kenya? And also, what is why is Africa always like a, a thing that like mm-hmm. we're always trying to do things for Africa? Yeah. So I guess my experience now that I've lived there a while would be a couple things. Most governments still have a, a level of corruption that mm-hmm. happens. Um, I would say not that the U.S. doesn't either, but sure, sure. Um, when you have such a disparity in income mm-hmm. and a really high rate of unemployment, that can sometimes, you know, come into play and also just resources like they don't have all the you know all the people that are paying taxes at the rate that say an average american would pay um so building things are just uh it takes a lot of money especially for roads now i will say in kenya we do now have um the Madaraka express or the standard gauge railway which is um, opened up last year, and now new lines are being opened. Mm. Um, it's fast. Then. Yeah, it's, it's fast. Express. Yeah, from Nairobi to Mombasa to the coast of Mombasa, it used to be about an eight-hour drive, but on the train it's four. Four hours. Yeah. Great, yeah, and you get to go through the conservancy. Yeah, we don't. We don't have trains like that here. We don't. We're old school. <laughs> we don't. Or just like before I got here. We have the rainy season, and the rainy season combined with the fault line and active fault line, we had a um, huge hole in the earth, a big crevasse open mm-hmm. that was in some places 300 meters deep. Mm-hmm. So fixing something like that uh, will take a long time. It washed out the main road, mm-hmm. uh, swallowed up a few cows, a vehicle, unfortunately a couple kiddos too. Mm-hmm. Um, all but one were saved, but. Um, you know, having the heavy equipment like we have access to here uh, doesn't always exist. I mean, I have videos of lovely little ladies that I've met on the side of the road that are hand chopping gravel. Hmm. Like, that's a job, right? People, ladies... For the road? For anything. For for any development. There are people that literally sit on the ground and take boulders 
and hand chop them oh, to gravel. Old school, like the prison. Yes, here yes, that's a real job. Hmm. A real, and it's not a prison job. It's yeah, like for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just development. We're, they're just behind. It's not um, a country that has that access yet, and they're getting there. Yeah, um, I would say South Africa is the most developed African country um, in the general region. South Africa, yeah, yeah, very developed country. But what? Uh, so I don't know if you answered this yet, but what drew you to Kenya? Mm. Um, I I uh, been invited to go on a couple trips. Didn't make that happen. Was a little irritated that I didn't make it happen, and so I said, "Whatever the next trip is, I'm going." Mm. And it happened to be Kenya. Kenya was truly um, not anywhere on my top ten list. It wasn't on my radar. And then I went and I went, "Oh, feels like home. Feels like home." Um, and just opportunities kept opening up themselves. And so when I declared that I was going to move. Um, I mean, I was asked to help with orphanages, and um, my landlady there introduced me to the governor and the vice president of the country, and I've had all these wonderful connections. And then really just where my heart is drawn mm-hmm. is where I tend to dive deeper. And then our guests that come on Soul Safaris, of course, then wherever they their passions lie, whether it's the library or um, the Days for Girls kits or tree planting, the we days, let them. The days, days for Girls is the organization that we um, have partnered with to provide the washable menstrual kit. Mm. Yeah. So you have you partnered with several companies to do or several um, charities? To yeah, do we do partner with other organizations. Um, even Rotary International has asked us to partner with a revamping and a revitalization of a local school, um, which is fun. You know, I think humanitarians tend to find each other around the world. Mm. Yeah, we tend to help each other out. Yeah, absolutely. In our own way. So, you know, I, um, my sweetheart, I met in the process of moving over there, and he's a Maasai, a Maasai warrior. There are 42 tribes in Kenya, and the Maasai tend to be the most recognized worldwide. Uh, for those of you that may be familiar with Nat Geo, on National Geographic, you'll see them. They're the ones that are known for jumping really high, or you've seen them uh, puncture the neck of a or the vein of a cow and drink the blood. Why do they do That's just their tradition. Um, where they live, historically, is on the Maasai Mara. And so the highlands and the lowlands, uh, Maasai, I mean, they live with lions and elephants and zebras. And so uh, their diet typically is meat, milk, and blood. Milk, meat, and blood. <laughs> well, but they're not vampires. No, I've had some people reach out on Facebook and kind of jump me about teaching them how to be vegetarians. And that. Please, please come teach Maasai who live with elephants <clears throat> how to grow a garden. Elephants are a little destructive and hard to keep out of. Us. <clears throat> well, it's easy. Square foot garden. It's easy to tell someone how to do something and not actually do it. Yeah. Like I've had people tell me how to do my show, but they're not doing a show. Now the people that are doing a show, I listen to them. Mm-hmm. There's only a few. Like they don't. But the, it's interesting. The people doing don't talk to you the same way. They do talk to you about stuff, but it's totally, totally different, different. Totally different. Totally like, different. You know what you could do because they know that you could go in different directions, and some of it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Right. 
They know what matters is the grind. That's <laughs> really what matters. Yeah. And then, and then some like little tricks and whatever, but it's it's different, totally different experience. It's such yeah. a trip. Like I could tell you how to how to, uh, how to teach them to be vegetarian. You should say, oh. You know, that's a great idea. Why don't you come with me? Come with me. And you can do it yourself. Show them <laughs> yeah. how to keep the elephants from the... Because you're saying it's wrong, but go ahead and tell them yeah. how to do it. Stay there and hang out with me, you know. Yeah, they're an ancient they'll, they'll, tribe. They'll, they'll so. get quiet real fast. <laughs> yes. Well, no, no, but you're going there. I'm like, no, no, you come with me. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh. Anything you wanted to say? I know how far I'm going to I love it. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. It's an honor and privilege to be with you and share some space with your audience. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for being flexible with the yeah. schedule. Something fun um, to do while I'm here visiting from Kenya. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you or donate to your cause, where should they go? Soul, uh, well, Marilyn knows, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. K-N-O-W-S. Yep, you did. You got okay. it. MarilynKnows.com, and you'll see the Soul Safari um, option on our drop-down menu. You can learn more about what we do and, and how, you know, people are supporting near and far and how a simple $10 can truly change the life of a young lady. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Arturo, that's the price of a drink. He wants to say that. You don't even do that. It's the price of a drink. And this was like his, his margarita. This was three bucks. I bought the postman. He came in the same time. I bought him the coffee because it was like it made his day. Yeah. Right? And his day just started or something because he drove a nail at four fifteen or something. Oh gosh. So they well they're able to. This does not matter how many things are, but they're able to usually mailmen can set their own schedule so they can go out at six p.m. if they want. Long as they do a meal, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you'll notice, you'll see a mailman late at night sometimes. It's not because he had a bunch of mail usually. Like this time of year, it's not because he had a bunch yeah. of mail. It's because whatever, it's okay. Whatever he did. I had a package day. delivered to me on Sunday and I was a little shocked. Maybe he was just late. <laughs> so, thank you very much for being on our show. Remember MarilynKnows.com, is that correct? That's and that's it. for your con. And is that also about Soul Safari? Yeah, so you there? can find out where our upcoming... Um, adventures are. We have them almost every month in Kenya. Great. Eventually I'll be able to click and yeah. we'll see your website too. Absolutely. I haven't figured out how to show the website. I'm like, why are you working? Technology. Yeah. Crazy. It's me, actually. So as we say in Kenya, in Swahili, Asante Sama. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and keep your eyes and ears open for the Ultra Perform show, the show about performing your best. Tomorrow we'll have a very special guest, Elizabeth. She'll be talking about trying to get it all done. She's a life coach and a mom of five. She's going to be sharing stuff about being a mother, what it takes to keep them healthy, and not choking them, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's tomorrow at five. So you can listen to our show weekdays at five. You can also just Google it, Ultra Perform, and it'll pop right up on Google, and you can listen to it there. Now, for your iPhone users, you'll have to click couple times to get to it, but it'll pop up there too. And you can hear us on iTunes and iHeart. See you guys later. See ya. Thank you. And then I'll wrap those up in just a second. Hey guys, you get to watch me close out because sometimes I forget to close the radio <coughs> and then we'll start talking.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.